Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. My bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition, and I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Our sample texts clearly state that God knows everything about the universe and everything about human beings. In the book 1 Samuel and in Psalms 147, the Bible says that you cannot find a subject, a fact, a supposition, or an argument that God does not know. In Psalms 139, the text asserts that God knows people. He knows their thoughts as they think them. He knows what a person is going to say before they say it. And in the Acts text, the Bible states that God knows the human heart. And remember, this is literature. The heart is a literary synonym for the center of a person's being. It's used to refer to a person's deep, deepest emotions and sincerest belief. So when the text in 1 John asserts that God is greater than our hearts, it's making a statement about what God knows. If your conscience tells you that you've done something wrong, God knows everything about your actions and intentions. He understands what has happened in greater detail and clarity than you do. Then the writer in Jeremiah uses the creation of the earth itself as an illustration of the extent of God's wisdom and understanding. And it doesn't matter whether you believe that a God created the earth or whether you believe there was some evolution because we're trying to find out how the Bible describes God. The author of Ecclesiastes speaks of the ecological systems of the earth and states in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, quote, The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full." Unquote. Another text in Ecclesiastes forms the lyrics for a rock song, a 1964-65 song by the group The Birds. And these lyrics were originally written down by Pete Seeger. The song was titled, Turn, 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 To Everything There Is a Season. That's the title. And it's based upon Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. You can look it up. Our sample texts clearly state that God knows everything about the universe and everything about human beings. In the book 1 Samuel and in Psalms 147, the Bible says that you cannot find a subject, a fact, a supposition, or an argument that God does not know. In Psalms 139, the text asserts that God knows people. He knows their thoughts as they think them. He knows what a person is going to say before they say it. And in the Acts text, the Bible states that God knows the human heart. And remember, this is literature. The heart is a literary synonym for the center of a person's being. It's used to refer to a person's deep, deepest emotions and sincerest belief. So when the text in 1 John asserts that God is greater than our hearts, it's making a statement about what God knows. If your conscience tells you that you've done something wrong, 
God knows everything about your actions and intentions. He understands what has happened in greater detail and clarity than you do. Then the writer in Jeremiah uses the creation of the earth itself as an illustration of the extent of God's wisdom and understanding. And it doesn't matter whether you believe that a God created the earth or whether you believe there was some evolution because we're trying to find out how the Bible describes God. The author of Ecclesiastes speaks of the ecological systems of the earth and states in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, quote, the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full." Unquote. Another text in Ecclesiastes forms the lyrics for a rock song, a 1964-65 song by the group The Birds. And these lyrics were originally written down by Pete Seeger. The song was titled, Turn, 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 To Everything There Is a Season. That's the title. And it's based upon Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. You can look it up. Some who've been taught by denomination might quickly add, well, wasn't Jesus a human person? And doesn't Christianity teach he was God? This is not the place yet to jump into complicated superstructures before we have a solid foundation. The Bible Bard is interested in simplicity and clarity. Can anyone argue that the Bible teaches in the text I've just read that God is not man, that God is not a human being, that God is a spirit? No one can argue that the texts say something different because they don't. That's how the passage describes God. He's not human, but he is a spirit. Well, how does that help to begin with just what the Bible teaches here? Well, the very first thing we need to do with an inductive approach is set aside our own ideas. We're not trying to discover what our grandfather may have told us. We're not trying to give our opinion or reference our ideas. We're trying to discover only what the Bible itself says. We're searching for ideas from a settled text, not trying to come up with new text and new ideas on our own. Number two, this first few passages tell us that the Bible's God is not man-shaped, nor does the Bible's God act because of man-shaped passion, human understanding, or human circumstances. God is not man. By the way, for those of you hung up on gender, you should get over it. God is a spirit. Spirit is neither male nor female. God is not human. When these texts were written down thousands of years ago, those writing selected male pronouns to refer to God, but also gave us literary descriptions of God with female attributes and sometimes even metaphors describing God with animal attributes. Remember, we need to use literary methods of analysis to understand the text. We can't just say it's all patriarchy and think that answers anything. We must consider all the elements of writing and style that any author employs to tell any story. But we need to be fair to the text. The authors who wrote down these ideas were human beings, but they were not from our culture. We connect to their words because of our shared humanity, not because we herd sheep or fight wars by the rules they follow. So let's set this whole issue to the side. 
Number three, does the Bible tell us how God is not like man? Yes, but let's be cautious. The text in this lesson only assert a fundamental difference. There is humanity and there is divinity. These two categories of being are, in their natures, different from each other. The one is not the other. How that difference is understood and what distinctions are made between them right now, because it's an inductive method, we don't know yet, but we will find out. And that's the purpose of the Bible podcast, to build up and bring out texts from the Bible as data, and as we add more and more, we build up a picture of God and humankind. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening.